And then everyone said, jabroni. <laughs> Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a wrestling podcast bj cruz here with my tag team part the man who strangely told me before we started recording that Shaq is his new favorite wrestler of all time the incomparable jeremy loss jay what is up my dude he hit the brody lee tribute and it was i was sold and then he took the table bump my guy did work tonight we're going to talk about a little bit more but much love to Shaq, man he did he 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 surprised me it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. In the meantime, don't forget to, to subscribe to the pod wherever you download your podcast, whether that's Apple, Spotify, leave us reviews, follow us on Spotify so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. Make sure that you follow us on social. Um, you can follow us at Two Jabronis Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow me on Vover at Jeremy A. Loss. Make oh. sure that you follow me on Vover. Uh, and you can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. And you can follow him on Volver at Control at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. That's right. I kept the branding strong. I kept the, I kept it strong <laughs> for sure. You should check. By the way, I'm gonna, a shameless plug. You should check out Volver. Uh, I'm the I'm the head of sports programming there. We released an episode today of the Volver Wrestling Show, hosted by AJ Kirsch, uh, the phenomenal AJ Kirsch, and. Uh, I'll just say he talked about the Randy Orton Soldier Boy beef. I guess you can say I, I, I'm I, I, that we're not going to talk about that tonight. But Soldier Boy retweeted the graphic that our social team made, and I don't know if I've ever been more proud um, of my of my team. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Soldier Boy knows who we are. Uh, so Soldier Boy, tell him that you know they do. Uh, it's uh, I haven't. Really thought of Soldier Boy until this week, this much. But now I'm, uh, I'll be, I'll be playing Superman. He's been, he, he comes in waves. Like he had, he had his initial run, and then he had the Drake meme, and now he is in full Randy Orton feud mode. So he comes in waves. Yeah, I feel like we're headed towards a Bad Bunny, Bow Wow, Soldier Boy triple threat match for like the twenty four seven title at some oh, pay per view at some point. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to happen at the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great, that's a great, that's a first person, that's the first in-person Grammys is just a 24-7 title match. I love it. I'm actually into that. All right. We got sidetracked uh, talking about Soldier Boy. But look, we, um, two, th- there have been some big events this week in wrestling, and we, we, we want to talk about both of them specifically. Actually, there's actually three items, so we're going to talk about all of them. It is now time to stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's Stick to Wrestling, we are paying homage to the big Aristotle, Shaq Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal made his AEW debut, in-ring debut tonight in a tag match. And uh, I'll just just alley-oop it to you, Jay. Very Kobe to Shaq style. 
What what were your impressions of the big man in his uh, in his in ring in ring debut in AEW? All right, I, I'm I'm not even kidding. This is my match of the year. <laughs> like I fucking enjoyed this match from start to finish. You're, Everything was so you. good. I, I don't care so what you say. Like they did their job. For one, they put this shit on free TV. They have a pay per view coming up on Sunday, and they put fucking Shaq on free TV, kicking off Dynamite. This was a ballsy ass move that AEW pulled and fucking they pulled it off. Not only did Shaq do his job, Cody did his job and Jade Cargill and Red Velvet came out looking like fucking superstars. Yep, they are. uh, They are going to reinvigorate this AEW women's division, um, which is much needed because they've been trying to reinvigorate this division with this tournament and it has worked in some some way, shape and form. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of more of the same and it's all it, the final four and, and the, comp- uh, and the competitors were all very, um, well-known within AEW, but for, for us to get Jade Cargill and, and Red Velvet in, in what is the marquee match of AEW Dynamite and for them to put on a show like that, it's huge for them. For Shaq, I wasn't expecting much. I really was not. I, I was thinking he may come in and do like a leg drop and really try to do some big guy moves. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he, he did the Andre the Giants um, chop, which was great. But then he busted out the Luke Harper um, tribute. And then my guy took a table spot. I was not like I had playfully put something out on Twitter, like at the beginning of the match when Jade was pulling out the tables. I was like, Shaq needs to go through the table. I need to see it. And then the motherfucker did it, you know, so huge big ups to him. He sold that shit like he was dead. Like he he did a stretcher job, which was un- and then disappeared, which was really weird. But like, um, I haven't had that much fun watching wrestling in a very long time. That's exactly what I needed, and, and that's kind of what you wanted, right? The, the, I I love how they put it on first because it kind of it kind of it was like a uh, it was like the first shot of the night. It just loosened everyone up, right? <laughs> that's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> no, I feel like the first match of any wrestling show is like the first shot of the night. If it goes well, gonna be, gonna be a, a good, good night. night. If you choke on it and it goes down the wrong pipe. <laughs> uh it's probably gonna be a shitty night so it was uh this was that shot that is ice cold and i'm just gonna say it little uh little terramana little out of the Jesus freezer Christ. with some lime <laughs> oh chef's kiss you know what i mean and but it, it easily could have been lukewarm jose cuervo you know some of it goes up your nose yeah. so but no they they delivered and look for Shaq to go through that table in what was that's not your traditional part timer spot, you know what I mean? Like, that Cody, was a rough one. Cody, ju- so the way that you know, Cody jumped over the top rope and then you know, his momentum carried him and Shaq onto the table. Like, that's f- falling from that far down is not what a part timer does, that's what someone who does wrestling full time does you know what i mean and and like look cody yeah. did his best to protect him made sure he fell flat you could even see after they took the bump that cody was checking on him right he was like he was making sure he was good Yeah, and i think cody even had his i think he had his hand behind his head like i think yeah. he was able to sneak his arm behind his head to really protect him. which by the way like shout out uh, to cody for for being in the midst of like a very high profile match i'm sure everyone at tnt is watching this all his bosses above him and they're like this has to go well and he just i mean he performed. He performed so so it's a, goddamn. It's well. a difficult spot too, 
because Shaq is so large that yes, yes, they even run they ran the risk of him hitting his head on the on the guardrail. It, right. it came close, but like it is like you said, that was that's not a spot you, you see a, a part-timer take. You see a part-timer take similar to what Bad Bunny did, where he's taking he's jumping into a group of into individuals. people who can protect him. Right. They, they, there's not a whole lot of protection here. There's a lot like the room for error there, especially with a guy Shaq's size, is so much larger that I, I mean, I commend Shaq for even wanting to do that. He took a chair spot too. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was great. I mean, he really leaned in. He also wrestled in his Shaq shoes. I don't know if you saw that. Like, he must have got those <laughs> straight off, like, straight off the mar- at the, uh, straight off the Walmart, Walmart train. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was good. I mean, I loved it. I thought they did what they needed to do. They, they got Shaq involved. They, they pulled in the casual fan and then they were able to take this and elevate two young up and coming stars. Jade Cargo. I think this was her first match on AEW. I can't remember if this is red velvet's first or she's wrestled on dark before, but I'm pretty sure this is Jade Cargill's first one. And man, she like jumped off the screen for me. She, she has the look. She has the the skill set. She has the charisma that just screams superstar. I think there's some work to be done on some of her her rings her 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 move set, but in terms of the things that you can't really teach, she has it in spades. So I think this is a good jumping off point for her because she also got the pin. So yep. this is a good jumping off point for her to start really elevating and, and, and transitioning into a, a really bona fide superstar for AEW. Um, now the stage is set. They have to do this. Shaq versus Big Show. It ha- Paul White. It has to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, wasn't that that was teased in WWE or like they had some interactions in WWE, right? It was so, at like the it was at WrestleMania. Yeah, and it was during like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, right? And I think yeah, Shaq yeah. was in it for like a hot second. Um, but I mean, I I I would pay money to see that match after this. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's the thing too, right? Is with this, I mean, this is a gimmick. Having Shaq in there is a gimmick. And for us to kind of even feel this way, to talk about it even in the slightest light of positivity is a win for AEW. The fact that you and I right now in 2021 are fantasy booking a Paul White Shaq match, they won. They accomplished what they needed to accomplish. Yeah. And that's because WWE has has gone to this well before. They've they've tried this, right? And it's been met with mixed, very, very mixed results, right? You have your your Mike Tyson spots, which shifted the the Monday Night Wars. And then you have your Jeremy Piven spots, right? Where it's just like, what the f just happened? Doesn't even know the name of the pay-per-view. Right. So like it's it's been very, very hit or miss. And for AEW to knock this out of the park, and and look, you know, there's obviously the TNT connection, and and that's probably why they didn't do it on a pay per view, was to yeah. keep that TNT continuity, and, and that makes a whole lot of sense. But they they deserve a shout out and some kudos for pulling this off, because again, it can go wrong in so many ways. I mean, I think WWE's lucked out a little bit in that this Bad Bunny thing has has been okay, but. It, it, it can go sideways so quickly, even with someone like yeah. Gronk, right? Like they had someone in Gronk who you're like, oh, he he can go, he can translate, and it, it kind of fell flat. 
obviously the NFL return had something to do with it, but for AEW to knock I also this out think of the park, it, like, it does depend on the personality sure. and the celebrity for them to buy into actually training. Like I think Gronk, I think all of us kind of into, like thought, oh, Gronk would be a great fit because he's got a character, he's got the size, he's mo- he's he's got some mobility. But I don't think he ever really wanted to put in the work when it came to yeah. actually training. Yeah. But if you look at somebody like he's not the biggest star in the world, but like you look at somebody like Stephen Amell, like yeah, that's a good like point. He really invested in like learning how to be a wrestler and training, and now he's starring in a wrestling show. Like I think it depends on the celebrity. I think it's obvious that Shaq in his very limited free time, put in some work probably at the Nightmare Factory, just learning basic moves and, and things to do safely. So, And also, I think there's a benefit to doing this in AEW versus WWE because of the different work uh, styles and the different ways that they have to go about doing things. So I, I enjoyed this. I think it's great. Now, what? how quickly do you think they try to get Chuck in the ring? Oh my god! I mean, I I think that those conversations are already being had. Not even just Chuck. I think Ernie, Kenny, Lefko, D Wade, Candace Parker. Oh my god! I think that whole actually Lefko the- would be dope because, like, if you remember, like way way back, in that's the day, how he got like, discovered. Lefko's came to fame, uh, like claim to fame was like the wrestling. Intro. Yes. Yeah. So no, I, I I think those conversations are being had. It's just a matter of. Will Chuck want to do it? Will he, if you give him a live mic, will he say something out of pocket? So I definitely think that that has to be in the works and, and they might save it for, for special occasions. Like I think now Shaq being involved in this match and competing is enough, right? Like they don't need to now go to the, the Chuck well, if you will. Yeah. So that- what did you, what did you think of Shaq's ring gear? I know we talked about his shoes, but like he wrestled in sweats and like a tank top. I was kind of hoping that he'd come out in some sort of like Superman esque, I f- yeah, ring I f- gear. I feel like he went like old man comfortable, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like I can vibe with that so much because that is now how I dress as a human, just That's in my, life. Yeah, Be, like the uh, literally the other day we went outdoor wine tasting, and I went to grab my usual fit, which is just tech fleece and a hoodie, and my wife said. Can you can you put on some real pants? And I was like, Yeah, sure. It took me no joke thirty minutes to find my real pants, like pants that had a button. So I vibe so much with Shaq's fit tonight because I was like, This th- that's how I would do it. Is just what am I comfortable in? What am I gonna yeah. feel good in? And you know, obviously he knows he's on TV, so I, I didn't have an issue with it. Was it was it the most generic create a wrestler fit that you could put together because you just want to play the game? Absolutely. But I also don't blame him for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's transition and talk about the other big news of this week. And that is we have a new WWE champion. Yes, we do. And it's the almighty Bobby Lashley. Let's go. It's about goddamn time. 16 years. We were finally getting this man his dues. Um, it's the right call. It 100% is the right call. There were some shenanigans on Monday night, and I thought they were going to pull the rug out from under us and not give us what we all rightfully wanted and deserved. But they, in, in the end, they did the right thing. They put the belt on him. What were your initial feelings? I, I personally was really enthusiastic, and it, it kind of rejuvenated me, my feelings about the WWE title. So 
So, I kind of feel like you had the same thoughts. Yeah, and feelings yeah about be- it. before I get to that, I will say that I did come around on the Miz winning at Elimination Chamber and, and him okay. cashing in um, after I kind of had some time to digest. I know I posted that that the the picture of my text to you after he won, and it was very like very blasé about it. But after you know, kind of reflecting and watching it again, I was like, "This is the right call, right?" Like we don't want Drew to get stale, and if you know, with kind of these these babyface champions now, that happens pretty damn quickly. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just a byproduct of kind of where we are in twenty twenty one. Consuming. I think wrestling. it's also a byproduct of the of their writing because they don't write babyfaces in the best. Sure, they, they 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 make them highly annoying. Right. It, it's it's very difficult to play it up. And, and that being said, I think Drew has done a tremendous job over the past year. Just just being, you know, staying true to his care himself. But also the character of being a babyface. All right, so right, I, I digress. Now, moving on to the Lashley thing, I could not have done a bigger 180 on Lashley in terms of him being the champion. If this happens last year, or you know, within the last couple months, I don't know if I'm excited. To be frank, like I think the biggest what I think about now is do you remember when Lashley came back? It was the nut, it was the Raw after Mania, I think two years ago. Yeah, no, no, it was like three years ago, I think. Yeah, two, three years. God, time is a flat. I mean, time has been like it's it's a weird construct right now. Like, you can't, I can't make sense of anything right now. No, absolutely. So, like, I remember that Raw when he came back, that pop that he got, phenomenal. Right, foot incredible. We were like, oh shit, like he might do something because he had done incredible work outside of WWE. And then he kind of ended up kind of floating in the middle, unfortunately. Like for his the rest of his time here. And like I still remember, I distinctly remember our shows talking about trying to talk ourselves into the uh, Lashley Lana story and Rusev storyline. We're like, mm-hmm. it's actually not that bad. Like I have we literally have the tapes for it. For him to be the WWE champion and to win it in the way that he did uh, was, it was a moment. I thought it was incredible. And, you know, you just kind of remember Lashley kind of topping out in WWE as the ECW champion. You're like, oh, yeah, this this might be uh, this might be his ceiling as the guy as like one of the guys in the Donald Trump match. Like, right. And he had a weird kind of history in the W in, in the WWE. Obviously, he he thrived in impact wrestling. But when he came back, yes, he had that pop. He had that really nice run with Leo Rush, yes. which I thought was great. Excellent. Under it was excellent, really underrated run. And then we got into the shenanigans with Lana, which was the end, the main event or the the a storyline at the year end Raw of 2019. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's how you knew 2020 was going to be a shit show. Yeah, and then he he went through that storyline and then just kind of fell into the hurt business and ever since he's been with mvp it's just been a fucking light switch has gone off he's been a totally different character mvp has elevated him to a level of superstardom that i don't think anybody kind of anticipated um he had a really really nice run as u.s champ probably one of the better ones in recent memory it was really memory. yeah um and now is just the perfect time for them i love the fact that they Yes, Lashley is a known commodity. We all have, he's been around for a while. But I love the fact that they are giving somebody fresh a chance in the main event. Like they are giving somebody other than a core of eight superstars that they've been kind of cycling through in that WWE title picture for an extended period of time. 
they're giving an outsider a chance to see what he can do. And I think with somebody like MVP with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander on the side, I think the, the possibilities are kind of endless here. I would love for him to get his WrestleMania moment, get a win. He was also talking about possibly doing a triple threat with Drew and Brock and Jesus Christ, if they do that match, that's a whole lot of meat that's, going around in a ring right now. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. And I just I want I want him to get a run. I want him to get a run similar to Kofi. It's not going to be on the same level because Kofi's kind of his fanfare, the moment at WrestleMania for Kofi. But I would love to see Bobby Lashley get a, a four, five, six month run as champion. See what he can do. See what he can see if MVP can elevate that and make that. And an even inter- more interesting storyline. You can have Drew chase even more. You can in you can introduce Keith Lee into the matter. You can do a lot of things here. So they opened up the possibilities. I think getting off of Drew was 100% the right call. I think it was, again, in hindsight, I, I'm with you. Having Miz win and kind of protect Drew in a way. Like Drew didn't win. In, he didn't lose his title in a match cleanly. He lost it because he got attacked. and and Miz cashed it in. So it does protect Drew in a way and allows him to chase yeah. chase Bobby Lashley for an extended period of time. So I, I love the move. And I love that we have something fresh going into WrestleMania rather than like, oh, we have to deal with Drew as a babyface again. Right. And which would have been fine. But if you want to mix things up, this is the right call. Look, I didn't buy Lashley this legitimately until MVP. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Right. Right. And... Like, let's give MVP some flowers real quick because he has elevated not one, but three other human beings, right, in the Hurt Business. He's elevated Lashley, he's elevated Cedric Alexander, and he's elevated Shelton Benjamin. And literally, they're all champions right now. (laughs) That's the Raw Tag Team Champions as well as the WWE Champion. And MVP was kind of an afterthought for a bit, right? He made that surprise appearance last year at the Rumble, which was, you know... There were questions. He wasn't like, even supposed to stay with the company, right? There were questions like, "Is was his match the night after Rumble that year against Rey Mysterio? Like that was that his last hurrah in WWE?" There was talk about him, you know, becoming a producer behind the scenes, and then they they put him in this role, almost in like a Paul Heyman esque role, right? Yeah. To like be be one of his guys, and I like a, a quick tangent. I hope that's what he kind of makes. His his gimmick is like if you align with me, you will go to the moon, type of thing. Right? You're a hurt business guy, or you're an MVP guy. Yeah, right, exactly. Like I think that sells T-shirts, that sells merchandise. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like I'll I'll buy all of that. But man, for for what he's done for for Lashley, and and it happened organically, too. You know, mm-hmm. like he he creates the hurt business, and, and you can just see it with how they create the hurt business versus how they created retribution right they kind of came on the scene at the same time and the hurt business has exceeded far anyone's expectations far exceeded crazily retribution has been a joke literally we we make jokes about them and and it's unfortunate because i think and they've are, been teasing that they've been teasing a breakup it's right like, because yeah. they they get it now i think they understand but man mvp is the mvp of last year of, of 2020 because he put three other dudes just in positions to be taken so legitimately where we're, we're, we are happy when they win. 
You know what I mean? And and I think that that can't be overlooked. Now, to Lashley's credit as well, I mean, I'm still not a big fan of the uh, the full Nelson as his finisher now, but I think that's just being nitpicky. Like yeah. I, I like the spear because it just kind of fits his his physique. It fits his aesthetic. But man, I mean, him holding the WWE Championship, I was like, you know, at the end when he's, uh, you, you, you tweeted this from our show account, him on the, uh, on the turnbuckle pointing at the mania sign with the belt. I said, that looks correct. That looks yep. right. And that's huge. That, that, that's absolutely huge. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they did the right thing. Whoever made that decision to ultimately go with Lashley was the right call. I, I think you're right in, in saying that MVP is kind of the MVP of 2020 when it comes to the, to WWE he kind of kept things afloat for them, especially on raw for a long period of time. Um, it's a shame that like we went an extended period without him in the WWE. Cause it's just showing how gifted he is. Not even, not even in the ring, just getting people over in yeah. some way, shape or form. He's yeah. finding ways to get people over. He's finding ways to get us interested in Bobby Lashley, which is hard thing. It was a hard thing to do. Um, we've all been, I, you and I are both huge fans of Cedric Alexander. It's just great that he's actually getting his flowers and getting a chance to shine. Um, and Shelton Benjamin is a legend. So they, they're doing the right things in some aspects leading into WrestleMania. There's other things that we can nitpick the fact that they're probably going to give Charlotte another go, um, for the raw women's cha- championship when they have some other options, especially Rhea Ripley at their disposal. Um, but we can talk more about WrestleMania uh, on another show. Let's wrap things up really quickly. Um, and let's let's shift gears back to AEW. There's an interesting little tidbit here that came out of this, this Dynamite episode with the debut of Paul White. Um, he teased a Hall of Fame caliber signing uh, for this Sunday at Revolution. I, for the life of me, cannot figure out who the hell he is teasing. Kevin Garnett. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't either. I, my gut, the minute, the second he said it was one or both the outsiders, like a Nash hall type of thing. Um, and, and that's really it. That's, that's, that's where the end of my guessing game came to. Like it was, that was, that was literally it. And because obviously you're running through just all the hall of famers. You're like, is it Hogan? I don't think so. Like, I don't think they'd they'd take that chance. It, so it automatically just fell to uh, to Nash and Hall just because of those yeah, ties only, that he has to them. The only names that were kind of running through my head, I saw some other people saying like it's just him, like he's teasing himself. Sure, that's fair. Um, which would be a rib <laughs> of the worst kind. Yeah. I was also thinking, could it be Bubba Ray Dudley? Oh, that's interesting. Could it be um, Kurt Angle? I don't know if Kurt is actually, I don't know if he is under contract anymore. Obviously, He didn't say in-ring talent. He didn't say like, so there's a lot of things like Joey Styles. Could it be Joey Styles? Like Joey Styles is Hall of Fame worthy if if you're looking at announcers. RVD. RVD is a free agent. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it it was a it was a hell of a move. Again, this I think AEW went two for two in terms of their big swings tonight. Shaq and this tease, 
because we're that's all we're talking about. Literally, two of the yeah. of the three topics we're talking about on this show, uh, and I'm sure that will fill the airwaves of all the other wrestling pods are Shaq and and who this person could be that's going to de- uh, show up at Revolution. So they uh, whether it's a big surprise or not, whether it kind of fulfills that want and that need within us in terms of the surprise, it doesn't matter. The fact that we're talking about it and the fact that he did it in the way that he did is a, it's a success. So Yeah, I'm I kind of want to put money on it. it's RVD. Ooh. I I just have a I have a feeling cuz he got released. I mean, that, by, that would make sense. By Impact. I've also seen people saying Kurt Angle too. So, um you're hedging your bets. No, here, here we go. I'm not going to let you do it. Who is it? You got to make a pick right now. I'm picking RVD. Okay. For the sake of this conversation and this argument, I'm going to stick with my outsider's pick. Okay. I'm going Nash and Hall. So that's that's who we're going with. All right. Okay. All right. So listeners, um, hold us to this. Hold us accountable and call us out if and when we are wrong, which we will probably both be, be wrong. wrong. Yeah, we'll probably be wrong. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Uh, that was... I wasn't expecting to have this much fun on the show talking about Shaq, Lashley, and the big show, Paul White. But hey, man, it's 2021. It is, it is, it's March 2021. So uh, we appreciate you hopping on with us as always. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review and our Spotify people. Hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. Yeah, I just spaced out there. <laughs> Make sure you can follow us on social. You can follow us at 2 Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy A. Loss. You can follow Ben at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Make sure that you follow, follow both of us on Vover yep. at Cruise Control and Jeremy A. Loss. We're, we're sticking with the brand. You know, we're, uh, we're very aware of, of the small brands that we've developed over the past couple of years. All right, everyone. Again, thank you so much for listening. We can't thank you enough. Uh, in the meantime, if you can, stay home. If you can't, wear a mask. Don't be a bunch of Texases and Mississippis and all those non-mask mandate wearing states. Um, keep washing your hands. Keep distancing uh, as we kind of are at the, we're at the home stretch here, people. We're at the home stretch. Um, and always and forever. Black Lives Matter. Yes, All right, sir. we'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>